This is Battleground PA, a Penn Live podcast discussing the issues that matter to Pennsylvanians and documenting the events in the Keystone State and beyond that could shape how you vote in the 2024 elections. Greetings, everyone. This is Joyce Davis. I'm Penn Live's outreach and opinion editor, and this is another Battleground PA podcast. And I am the one who's quite blessed to have two expert political analysts with me to talk about the oh what a what a whirlwind we are in with regard to politics and the 2024 elections and everything and the international scene. But we have Jeffrey Lord with us here. Jeffrey, welcome, wonderful smile and salute. <laughs> and Rajette Harris. How are you, Rajette? Looking lovely as Thank ever. You. Good, to, good to have you guys with us. Okay, let's let's get to it. I mean Jeff and I were talking a little bit before, and he's right. I mean, let's talk about the money. Now, I have to tell you, I wish someone would sue me for $355 million. I wish a judge was like that, because my goodness, I mean, where would I get it? But he obviously from has Rosette. some kind of, From Rosette, or from you, Jeffrey. But let's talk about that. That is an awful lot of money. But it also means that, I mean, a court has now found the former president um, guilty of fraud, fraudulent behavior. I mean, Jeffrey, let's let you start in with, with that. Well, I think the whole thing, of course, is ridiculous and political. Um, I, I am I am obviously not in the real estate business, but I've met enough people in life uh, over time who are. And, you know, the obvious, if you're selling your house, you want the best price you can get. So you say, well, the price is X. And then somebody will say, oh, no, 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 I think it's, you know, B or C or D or whatever. And you start negotiating, you go back and forth. That's how all of real estate works. And, you know, eventually you come to some agreement that that it's worth whatever and the sale proceeds. So what they're accusing him of doing is trying to get the best deal for his properties or whatever that, that he does, which is what exactly is, as I heard uh, what was his name? I don't watch Shark Tank, but I, I am familiar with this guy. His name is Kevin Leary. Yeah, I watch it. Was the, do you really? Yes. Well, it must be pretty good. It's got a lot of fans, and uh, but he he said exactly that, and he said this is this is crazy to be doing this. So well, I hear I hear what you're saying, except you know I keep thinking, could I go and get a loan and and say my house is valued at. Point five million dollars, and what would that allow me to get? And whoa, it makes me start thinking. Well, maybe can I get away with that if the president well, can the get thing, away? The thing is, Joyce, is that the bank then does its own estimate, and they decide what you know you're worth, and then you go back and forth. It's not like Donald Trump or anybody else unilaterally gets to submit the worth of the of the no, property, think, and the I bank just rolls what, over. Sure, but I bought my share property, and I do have to attest that what I'm saying is true and based on some values and all of that under perjury. But anyway, Rajat, what how how is the other side doing this? I hear that Jeffrey and the and the Trump supporters say this is just business. But how are you viewing it? I see a common theme um, where Donald Trump continues to present himself as something that he's not, um, having the being worth more than what he really is. We all know about all the bankruptcies and the businesses that had to go under and whatnot. Um, but obviously he only talks about the positive of things. So I just see, see this as another way of him overinflating 
who he is. And he's just and finally he had, getting he caught on like, the, he's finally getting caught, you know, watching the carpet on this. And it seems like this, though, Jeffrey, if I'm right, is not having, it's having zilch impact on whatever his base is. He has not lost one supporter that he already writes from this. So is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's right. I mean, I, you know, I, I have come to, long since come to the conclusion that the more they do these kind of things to him, the more intense his support gets. And I don't know if you've seen this story about the truckers. Uh, and and the all these truckers have said that they are livid about what's being done to Donald Trump in, in New York City. So they're, they're going to refuse to cart you know, to transport, oh. you know, the essentials that happen every day in our society into New York. And one of the things that I pointed out is, as we all know, and maybe it's forgotten here, Manhattan, the, the heart of all of this, is an island. If, if, yep, if, you, right. if you refuse to cross the bridges or go under the tunnels, um, they're pretty shortly going to have a supply program on their hands. And, you know, it's, I, it's I not good. It's but still, it's hurting it's still too. Can I, can I get in here real quick, please? Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, go ahead. But yes, his base is getting stronger, but everyone else is continuing to leave him. Let's look at the special elections oh. we just had last week. The Democrat Party won all of them, whether it was New York, whether it was Pennsylvania. Again, when it counts at the ballot booth, Donald Trump and his supporters are losing. So, I mean, it's one of the things that, that still bothers me, though. There, there should be a rule of law, and somebody has determined the rule of law, and that's generally our court. And so I, I hear, you know, I love the man, this is what I think, I, but if the courts say that this is wrong and it's fraudulent, it's broken law, I, it just baffles me that it, people who are clear thinking don't pause with this. That is, I'm just confused well, the about reason, The reason, Joyce, I think, is that they feel that the court uh, system in New York, in this case, is corrupt. And th they're going after Donald Trump because they hate him. This judge, uh, I saw a headline today, that had been found to be giving contributions to the Democratic Party. Well, that's hardly yep. an impartial judge. And ditto, you got the same problem with the, the Attorney General of New York, who is on videotape repeatedly in her election campaign saying that if she's elected, she's going to go after Donald Trump. That is hardly impartial. No, no, you're absolutely I can tell you a lot of people would be saying, well, maybe those black men in jail for hope for marijuana possession should be let out because the whole system is corrupt. Remember, the other side claims the same thing frequently on the other end. But 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 now we have the Supreme Court ruling again or, or refusing to rule again. With regard to the to former attorneys who filed, they say, filed frivolous lawsuits. Clint, I mean, that's now the Supreme Court. Is it also corrupt? <laughs> no, no. I think I think okay. that's sort of a different uh, horse of a different, a different... color. Um, they're now so they're they're okay. separated from Seems... Donald Trump at this point, and uh, they're on their own. And I, I, I don't. You know what? What I think people fixate on is the things that involve him personally. And, yep. uh, yep. you know, not necessarily what happens to its former attorneys who tried to, you know, do the claims of a fraudulent election and actually took it into court. And now they're being held responsible for that. But I that's mean, the problem. That's... Everyone is starting to be held responsible except for Donald Trump. Everyone is not, I don't want to say everyone, uh, but even uh, Rudy Giuliani has a fine that he has to pay. People connected to Donald Trump are being held accountable for their actions. 
And a lot of well, elections are based on what Donald Trump wants, <laughs> what, what he wants, like these attorneys uh, that are being held accountable. So we can't. And yet the entire Republican Party, it, it's standing with them. It, am I right, Jeff, that Absolutely. we don't see any anybody walking away in, in the Republican establishment? It's still strongly going to back Donald it, Trump as the president. You know, th this has been building long before Donald Trump arrived on the scene. Uh, as somebody who worked for President Reagan, I can tell you, you know, and, and my much younger self went to the 1976 Republican convention in Kansas City for the showdown between then former Governor Reagan and uh, President Gerald Ford. And President Ford, a lovely, decent man, was the epitome of the Republican establishment. And yep. they had this knockdown, drag on fight. It was very, very dramatic. It involved at the last minute a switch uh, of delegate votes in the Mississippi delegation that, that they had, in theory, been pledged to Reagan, and they switched to Ford, and Ford won by a handful of votes. I mean, it was very dramatic, to say the least. Um, but there was sort of that undercurrent there all the time, and this began to surface again when Reagan ran against George H.W. Bush, uh, et cetera. And I, so I just think that this battle is just the latest uh, battle inside the Republican Party where are you I, saying you then might, as I, that as you might say the country club set is uh, sort of losing the battle to working Americans who are flooding into the Republican Party and leaving the Democratic Party which I find very well but if that was true we would be losing elections which we're not but based on your example does that mean that Donald Trump's delegates are going to switch in July at the Republican convention to another candidate is that, is no, that I don't think so. Was that the purpose <laughs> of your example? Nice try, but no, I don't think so. Nice try to that. <laughs> Listen, this is a good history lesson, but we got to now pull it back into the current day. Thank you, Jeffrey, for always grounding <laughs> us in your history. But uh, let's talk now. I mean, I have to say, in this case, I think Biden has reason to be upset that, mm -hmm. you know, People are, it doesn't seem to me like action is being taken with regard to helping Ukraine and even Israel. I mean, moving forward with this stuff and people are going on vacation in Congress. What is going on there, Jeffrey? What is happening? What, happening in terms of what, Joyce? In terms of doing what they need to do to pass a resolution to help provide aid to Ukraine oh, and to, oh. yeah, you know, well, they're I just. There, I, think there are, I think there are some people who generally have. Uh, misgivings well, about it uh I, which i can understand i i for the life of me you... I, I for the life of me i don't understand good lord I, I can remember as a child my mother complaining about this kind of thing that when when a piece of legislation is introduced in congress you get all these other things that have nothing to do with the, the main topic yeah. attached and yeah. uh yeah. etc and that's exactly what's going on here the people that want to have a vote on how to deal with the border are being told, well, no, you got to deal with Ukraine and Israel and all of this kind of thing. They just want to start by fixing what they see as the problem at the border. And and then you get into this kind of thing. And this happens repeatedly. There's nothing new here about this. This goes on all the time. And it is. But meanwhile, people are doing it. I mean, that's the thing. Meanwhile, including children. In both these are dying. Yeah. I mean, this is this is horror. This is the horror of war that we should be doing something about. I mean, Regina, I know this is a big deal in the Democratic Party. It's 
you've got a lot of uh, people who are raising up and actually being quite upset with Biden because he, they don't think he's doing enough. But if I'm not mistaken, there is a bill just for aid to Ukraine, and that's being held by, up by the Congress, which is controlled by the Republican Party. So, you know, we could also ask if there is a bill separate from all the issues that Jeffrey's talking about. They have Congress in the past has passed legislation to send aid to certain countries. So why can't this be another one of those situations? Well, I was on a, on a, on a conference call today with the white people from the White House who were just livid over the fact that Congress is, in, is not right. acting and that they have actually and see, this is where I right. think we need the civic right. lessons because people yes. look at the president and thinks the president can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. But that's why we have that's a House of Representatives. We have the balance of power. <laughs> you know? And that's what they said. They can't do anything unless Congress. I mean, we're truly a republic. Cannot. I mean, I think that's something Jeff and I can even. Well, that's. In this particular case of the border, that's not exactly No, I'm talking about right. the, the aid to Ukraine or just passing legislation and uh, yeah. period. Um, you know, there's a bill there and everyone left town before passing it. But of course, who do you blame? The person you know. We can't name but all Jeff, 300 but, members of Congress, but we can name Joe Biden. But Jeff, why, why is it, I mean, in your estimation... They don't want to do anything to help. I mean, you have a good percentage of, of Republicans who now don't want to help Ukraine. At one point when all this started, we people clearly saw the threat that Russia posed. And there's still consensus, I think, that it's not going to stop at Ukraine. If, he, if they wipe out those people, they're going to keep rolling through Europe until somebody... Americans come over and stop it. I mean, I'm that, I'm, inclined, that scenario, I'm inclined right? to agree with that, Joyce. I mean, I I think yeah. that Vladimir Putin, uh, the, the these comparisons always get, you know, a bit out of hand. But I I am inclined to think of him not unlike Adolf Hitler, and right. um, that you, you know, as somebody who watches a a lot of history of World War II and reads about it and all of this kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, you know, first it was the part of the Czech Republic, uh, Czechoslovakia, yeah. and all this kind of thing, and then eventually it became Poland, and then it was, you know, on a, then finally Russia and France and Belgium and on and on and on. And uh, I, 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 yeah, I was puzzling <laughs> over this today. I, I don't understand what what God's purpose is when oh, people you touched my heart you're right when, what is the purpose of war I love are it. walking this earth with such evil intent yes i mean Absolutely when you think right. of all of the tens of thousands of deaths in ukraine right this minute without going another day forward all because vladimir putin wants to go back to the ninth century or whatever and and uh you know build the country the way it used to be centuries ago or or possibly during the Soviet Union. And, you know, a, a reading of Russian history, they've always had problems with Ukraine. Uh, so then why so did the Republican Party bring that bill up for a vote to give money to Ukraine? In your opinion, and I'm asking you because obviously the Congress well, is I, controlled I do, by I do think that there are people, I do think there are people who believe We've had a tendency as Americans to run around the world jumping into fights. Yes. And 
spending American resources and American kids and all that. Uh, Vietnam being a classic uh, example from our time period. Uh, so I do think that there are people. I mean, I I don't I don't think there's anything cynical about it. I think it's just a legit uh, disagreement. Uh, but it's a, it's such a tragic disagreement yeah. because again, this is not just about whether prices of oil will go up or so. It is people are dying. Yes, and we could and our people could die if we have to go over there and stop them somewhere. Net, I just don't get why people don't learn from what you try to teach us, Jeffrey, history. Why they don't learn from history, but but we also got to look at Gaza. I mean, the U.S. I, the U.S. has been pretty embarrassed at having now today apparently to veto a ceasefire resolution. You know that the world is calling for. Even Great Britain simply abstained, and but the United States. I mean, can you imagine if you're the UN, Linda? <laughs> I mean, the UN ambassador there. Having to say no, we don't want to ceasefire. The only country to do that. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, it's 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 very different. And you know, in in, the, in its own way, it's not unlike the Ukraine Russia problem. These are problems that have been going on for centuries. Yeah. I mean, Jews have been in the Middle East for thousands of years. Uh, this particular problem does not date to 1948. It dates <laughs> centuries centuries ago. It still hasn't been resolved. Uh, there's no intention. I mean, when you've got Hamas saying that they want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth and kill all the Jews. And unfortunately, you now have Jews in, in, in power saying they want to wipe out Palestinians. Yeah. That is what I've heard. I mean, I was just in Israel, and you've got people in, in positions of power saying, yeah, they want to kill them all. I mean, come on. This at some point we have to take a stand and say everyone has a right to live. It, or as Rajet said, oh, all lives matter now, right? We're all on that, right? <laughs> so I, I don't know. I just don't know how this is helping us. And I do wonder what impact is this having on the election? Oh, because and that's well, why I, I think I, the I, decision I, is being made the way it's being made is because of the election. Personally, I, I mean, I I do think this is going to have an impact. Yes, and you know, it's only February. This situation is going to unravel or do whatever it's going to do day by day by day. Uh, I, I'm not willing to predict until we get to November, frankly. Uh, and then because heaven only knows all the things that could happen between now and then with these two different situations and others. And, uh, you know, as you've heard me say before, Back there in 1963, when I went off to junior high school that fine November day, and, and the political gossip was, is it JFK running for re-election against Nelson Rockefeller or Barry Goldwater? And I got out of the high school, junior high school, at 2.30 in the afternoon, and everybody was sobbing because President Kennedy had been assassinated, which yeah. in turn turned the whole picture inside up, upside down. And in our situation recently, you know, we go to bed and the world is at peace and we wake up to find that Putin has invaded uh, Ukraine. And then right, shortly right. thereafter that uh, Hamas has invaded Israel. So I, I could not. Or, or as we're wondering, will China say it can invade Taiwan? No, no, right. But other these issues are important. So there isn't a prayer I... that I would predict because I just think anything out there can happen. Go ahead, Rosette. I mean, Sorry. I do think these issues are important, obviously, and they will affect the election. But I was just on a panel last week, and it was for Black History Month. And I still think that the number one issues are going to be how 
Americans are doing for them and their family um, as far as economically, as far as educationally, as far as I still think those issues are going to be the number one force. I, you know, and I, I would agree with that, Roger, because I just generally think that presidential elections, the economy is always first and foremost the issue. And if people perceive that things are in good shape, they'll vote for the candidate that they think is going to keep it in good shape. If they think that the world is falling apart in terms of the economy, they'll vote for the other guy. I just think that always happens because, you know, people are living real life every day. They got to buy gas. They got to buy eggs. They got to get their kids educated. But all of this stuff we've been talking about, all of this stuff overseas directly impacts that. Yeah. That's what people don't get. I mean, it, we do not live in an isolated world. Everything happening in the Middle East impacts the cost of right. gas. The cost of, but I mean, people don't vote on that. They just don't. Social issues, too, are going to be a factor in all of this. What social Pro- issues? Abortion? I think we're still dealing well, with abortion as an issue. Um, we're still... Um, I, I know we already spoke about uh, immigration, we still have um, LGBTQ uh, rights. Um, we have those rights that we're going to be voting on. Um, education isn't a social issue, but depending on what race you are, it is. We still have uh-huh. social justice issues in this country. Um, oh, no, we dealt with that, Rochette. That's, that's done. We don't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we're on, she looked at me. She, she well, I'm sorry. I, I didn't get that memo. Please, please, please forward it to me. <laughs> Please, <laughs> no problem. But I hear you. So let's 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 uh, pivot a little bit because we do have a big deal coming up on Saturday, right? We do have Nikki who's yeah. going to want to come on again. She's got I me. Mean, okay, Jeff, you're the expert here. What's well, going to happen? I, I listen. I listened to her a little bit today, and I said to somebody, you know, the thought crosses my mind that she's just becoming irrelevant. That. That are worse pathetic. Yeah, I, I mean she's she's running around doing all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, and the South Carolina primary, I mean the political fact of life, whether it's Nikki Haley or anybody else, if you're running for president and you can't carry your own state in a primary, uh, that sends all kinds of bad signals out that there. Is, that is a strong argument, and but she won't give up. So I just wonder. I mean, is there any way she can pull a rabbit out of the hat for this one at all? I don't all? see it. You know, I mean, what? because what's going to happen, and this always works this way, is that there? I, I think the magic number is 1,215 delegates to, to clinch the Republican nomination. At a certain point, this is just my guess at this point, Donald Trump is going to reach that magic number as all these primaries with delegates, you know, build up. And the minute that happens, it's over for good Ugh. for her Ugh. or anybody else, for that matter. Uh, okay. He, he, he will we'll have see, votes. We'll, we'll see what happens in South Carolina. But I will say this, Rajat, it looks like the news is good for Biden's raising money, right? He seems to have a big war chest there, outpacing even, well, for now outpacing the former president because the former president has some, a new line of sneakers. That's out there. Yeah. So I don't know. Those golden sneakers might. Did you know, <laughs> I mean, do you, I, do you know, I, I was listening to, <laughs> I was listening to Sean Hannity's radio show this afternoon and they had somebody on the staff whom I know 
look to see on eBay or some such thing how much they were going for. Honest to goodness, $45,000. Oh, my Somebody goodness. was asking for. <laughs> well, that's not the average guy. That's not definitely not that. That's not necessarily his base. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stick with the My Pillow slippers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I mean, Rosette, is that something? I mean, right now, Biden really is outpacing. And does that um, signal um, how serious? Uh, many people are taking this race that they really have to, they feel a lot is on the line. Definitely. definitely. And look at the small donations that he's receiving. He's getting a lot of small donations. We always focus obviously on the big money, uh, the big endorsements, the unions and whatnot. But you know, those $50, $100, that all, that all adds up. And if someone gives you their money, they're more likely giving you their, your, their road as well. Um, that's, you know, I think Joyce, that's a one... great sign. What one of the cautions I would I would put up with this uh, in my own life experience in 1980, I was working for Congressman Bud Schuster and he was the chairman of the John Connolly for president campaign. And John okay. Connolly, for those who may not remember, had been the governor of Texas. He was famously in the motorcade car with President Kennedy and was shot uh, on November yes, 22nd. Uh, yep. He went on to get reelected, was very popular. Richard Nixon made him his secretary of the Treasury. And he had a very, I met him, he, he had a very commanding presence, very smart guy, et cetera. So he decides to run for president. He got tons of money. He outraised every other candidate, including Ronald Reagan, in this race. And at the end of the day, I think he got one the delegate. The money didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. we all have a race that says that. I mean, we all have a yeah. race that, you know, we can name that. And this this uh, presidential race is coming down to a handful of states, too, if we're being right. honest, yeah. if we're being honest with ourselves. But if we also want to look at history, since Donald Trump has been president, any Trump right. candidate or anyone him, well, himself included, including three or four special elections last year, last week. In two different states. Now, New York, no. That's going to go Democratic. But Pennsylvania is a key state. We have won mm -hmm. every yep. single special election in Pennsylvania since Donald Trump has been president. I mean, let's look and at that know, history as well. <laughs> I mean, she's making history for yeah. us. And I, it's, I don't and it's side, a little bit more correct. So. But in listening to political conversations out there on TV, when you get Democrats positing about, well, what if Joe Biden gets out of the race or whatever? You know, one of the names that I hear mentioned uh, regularly oh. is our own Governor Josh Shapiro, which yep. I find very well, interesting. But we need him to stay in Pennsylvania running this. <laughs> but okay, look, we got to cut it now. We'll talk about Josh Shapiro running later, but let's just say this. Jeff, next Battleground PA, we want to see those golden slippers on your feet, okay? <laughs> We're going to hold you to it. Okay, I can't wear any because I got to stay objective, but you can. <laughs> I'll spray Would you paint want my, to, my Have slippers. you seen them? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying to each his own. And Jeff, that's good. We want to see those golden slippers. So until next week, I say thank you both for joining me. You offered some really great insights and keep your eye on what's happening in politics. And let's watch what happens on Saturday with South Carolina. All right. Exactly. Hang in there, guys. See you later.